Hello, everybody, and welcome to TLC Presents Conversations. We are thrilled that you're here joining us today. We are excited for our guests. I got to be honest with you, I am as fired up as a spider monkey on a Mountain Dew for these guys right now because I love what they do. I love what they represent, and I'm super excited. Everybody, welcome and say hello to John O'Rourke and Fred Valentino from RJO Produce. Hey, guys, thank you so much for being here. What's happening? Hey, Hey, big Todd, what's going on, man? Pleasure to be a part of the conversation. Well, we're thrilled to have you guys here. I am, I've, I've been so excited about this conversation because I beat the drum, stand on the mountain and die for it. Whatever you want to say, I am a big believer that we need to have conversations about driving positive costs into food. You know, we spend so much time talking about getting cost out of food at the expense of so many things. And I believe that what you guys do and what you represent and, and how you do what you do is such a positive influence to that narrative. So I'm excited to have you guys here and join me today. Like I said, I'm fired up today. This, this, who knows where this is going to go today. I'm out of control. I don't, I am out of control with excitement for this. That's one. nothing new. Well, yeah, that's true too. Yeah. That's normal. It is, it is an, it's an issue and a curse. Trust me. <laughs> trust me. So let's get fired off a little bit. Um, you know, I, I want everybody to, to kind of get a clear understanding and a runway of what is RGL and what do they do? So Johnny, since you're the president of the company, the big cheese, you know, the whole nine yards, I'm going to let you open this one up. That way you're, you know, Fred can judge you. Cheese going. Is that why I'm the big cheese? Damn, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the vibe. I'm feeling the vibe. So what, what, the, what does RGO do? We are a uh, independent third party uh, on ground information company. So essentially what we, what we do is uh, we have a variety of services to help our clients and uh, be in the field to understand the, the markets and understand the quality and really overlay those and relay that information back to our customers so they can understand what's happened in the field in a real-time basis so they can make better decisions for their business. I love that. I love that. Freddie, throw something, you know, kind of a follow up on that a little bit with you. What you guys do is you go out and your information is quantifiable. I mean, I'm assuming you have tons of data that supports the arrival process, loading process, market trends and all that. Can you elaborate a little bit about kind of what RGO does with that and that process. So going back with Johnny a little bit, we're really the eyes and ears for our customer, be that retailer, wholesaler, even a grower. Um, and in years past, you know, we would go out, look at the fruit and the system would just work. So trying to quantitate, quantitate that, we came up with the BDQ system. It's a bird dog quality scoring system um, mm-hmm. where we actually rate the fruit grade it on a score of zero to 100. Um, what this does is what's unique to our scoring system is we're more of a measure against the standard, standard being US-1. Okay. Um, a, lot of, a lot of QC programs out there, um, they kind of give you a pass-fail, um, a one through four. Uh, we try to paint the picture bigger. So our scoring system, like I said, zero to 100, and we really try to dial in what that product is. Um, quick example, we'll put out, you know, grapes out there. Um, if I was to score something at 79, this box of grapes, and then this other box of grapes is 72 to you initially, you got to in your mind, you know what that is. Now in a traditional QC system, it might be good, fair, pass. So the idea of this BDQ system is to really um, allow shippers, retailers, whatever, to get the right box to the right customer, avoiding waste, avoiding rejections, really back to your question, quantitating our value. Um, and so that's really 
where we find those BDQs going, uh, being able to quantitate what RJO does. So I, I go ahead. I think ultimately, uh, you know, when you quantify our value, we, we're held accountable, uh, obviously by our customers, but also by consumer perception. What's, what's working at, the, at, at retail for these consumers? And, and that's where we're really held accountable is what's working. I love that. I mean, and I think that's such an interesting word to use through the supply chain accountability, right? Because it's, it's, it's a word that I think we don't talk about enough because accountability starts from the time the seed's planted till the time it gets to the consumer's table. And those right. steps in between can be so different between shipper, company, retailer, wholesaler, food store, whatever it is. So you kind of level that playing field by utilizing information and, and, and really on ground information, which is really impressive, right? So boots on the ground that have, have you know, a, a pretty good knowledge base. It's so, a big old bag of tools, big old yeah, bag of tools. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And it's for interesting because sure. it's uh, a lot of people use those BDQs differently. Um, you know, grading fruit, grading veg, whatever you want to use it for. Um, right. It just really, and it, it allows people to see the market differently. Uh, right. Just being, being that measure against the standard with US1, which is great, but there's a whole lot of different quality, a day-to-day within the market that is above US1. And so what are you doing? What are you seeing? What are you going? Our customers, you know, usually sit behind a desk, looking at a computer, needing a load of strawberries. You know, everybody's, nobody's got an ugly child, but really what is that score? Um, and then, and, you know, trying to go in there and trying the, the best fruit of the day. No, might not be what you need at that moment. Uh, right. So just, just knowing what you're buying, knowing what you're selling, you know, contrary with the growers, knowing what you're selling, trying to find that right box for the right customer. And putting that, that, that information to the marketplace in such a timely manner allows people to make those smart decisions, timely decisions for their business. We're really well, a conduit to, to allow people to make better decisions, smarter decisions, wiser decisions for their business. For sure. And I think what's interesting is that, you know, if the market's $10, but you go out and figure out that somebody has got such a superior piece of fruit or whatever the case may be, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a $10 box. I mean, again, it goes back to that positive cost conversation. That box, you know, because to me, the, the high end dictates the market, not the low end, right? So it, you look at that going, hey, you've really got a $10 box and you should be proud of that and it's worth it. So I think from a grower perspective to have that, that uh, basis of knowledge is certainly got to help them better understand their product mix into the marketplace. Most definitely, most definitely. Yeah. And, and, and of the contrary too. I mean, you, you might find a grower that thinks that they have that cha-cha box, but it might not be. And they might right. be putting, they might be trying to put that cha-cha box that they think into a cha-cha store, and there's a problem. There's a rejection. Right. There's a there's that back to Johnny was saying with the you know accountability, the consumer perception, just knowing what you have, and then from the contrary, from the retail side, knowing what you're getting. It's just right. key just to make better decisions and just keep moving. And I think, Todd, it's so valuable, you know, as you mentioned, just the, the, the food system itself to, 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 for our customers and, and vendors to know what they're buying before they buy it is, is right. really one, one of our critical successes to allow them to know what they're buying before they buy it and how that's going to impact their business. Well, there's got to be that level of confidence that you have, you know, pulling POs, knowing to your point what you're going to get, what you're going to be capable of and how, how you can actually 
I would think as a retailer, it's like if we know we're sitting at a 84 on a 60 point market, there's opportunity to promote, there's opportunity to pivot, there's opportunity to do things that real time data that you provide will allow them to do, which I think is great. Again, back to my soapbox moment, positive cost of food, right? Yeah. So the, the, the concept, I mean, from, from a bird dog, and I, you know, it's kind of a generalized term, from a bird dog thing, it's not a new, no, it's not a new business. It's, it's not a generalized term, Todd. I think that inspectors are a generalized term. I think Point bird taken. dogs are a specialized term because Point taken. I think in the industry, if you have an inspector, they're going through with their spec book and saying, this works, this works, okay, this is great. Or, or what we take pride in with the bird dogs is, they're looking at the spec, but they're also saying, what's over here? What's over there? What's what's beyond the silo that a lot of people get stuck in? So from a bird dog perspective, what we tell them to do is don't, don't get stuck looking at a box. Look around. What else is out there? You know, be asking questions. How many, how many trucks are in the lot? What are you seeing in the fields? When, you, when you're driving around, how many, how many, how many uh, people do you see working that field? How quickly are they working and why? It's all these things that that I think makes our bird dog special because they're capturing that kind of information that we're then able to, to pass on to uh, you know our, categ- our, our category managers and, and, and people within our company. They mm-hmm. gather that information. We're able to give it to our customers in a real-time basis. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for the clarity. You're right. And I stand corrected. I humbly stand corrected. I love corrected. doing that to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm schooled. I get schooled. I love, hey, I've been doing this a long time. I'm happy to learn. I'm happy to be schooled. Trust me. <laughs> so... Leaning kind of into that a little bit, Freddie, I want to ask you a question. You know, and Johnny just touched on point of differentiation between others in your field, right? And, and I just wanted to come back around to you based because, you know, you're, you're running that East Coast operation. You're, you're on that side of it over there, seeing things coming off boats, doing things a little bit differently. So what's different, uh, you know, about RJO than others in the field right now, in your opinion? Johnny, Johnny touched it a little bit uh, just based on if you're going to silo us into that inspector category, um, just a bird dog role is just so unique, right? I'm the inspector, point A, box of fruit, box of whatever comes across your desk. You look at it, you score it. It's that score in that moment. Right. Um, we were, I was trained, we, we train, we, we uh, incubate this type of mentality. And how does it, how do you think it's going to look tomorrow, the next day? Is it going to get, does it get in first? Is it going to get to the store? And then what's it going to be like on the shelves? So really, uh, you know, a moment that, you know, sparks with me is driving down 99 with John Fisher and he looked over at me and I was, I, I didn't know anything about fruit. I knew a nectarine was smooth and a peach had fuzz. I mean, I young, young, but he said, it's very easy. Would you take this home to your mom? Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. It's just, and, and, and so it's, it's a very simple mindset. However, would you take this home to your mom? Would you take this to a barbecue with your neighbors? Um, so we look at fruit or veg or any product with that mindset. Well, cer- certainly all, better to talk about, through. certainly better to talk about fruit like that than a girlfriend, right? Just saying. Easier. Just saying. <laughs> and, and you know what? I think another thing that, uh, that we do is, you know, we're always bringing samples back to the office. And right. so I think what, where we differentiate is we want to know how that product's going to perform on the shelf. And so we're constantly taking samples back to the office. And, and there's a great story a few years back when there was a lot of heat on the coast and it was really the strawberries uh, were really affected. It got over 100 degrees over there. So we brought samples back to the office and, you know, we're looking at them and thinking, OK, this isn't good. They're going to have 15 percent. They have 15 percent bruising the day they're picked. We're, we're anticipating they're going to have 20 to 25 percent bruising by the time they get to the East Coast. And so we're letting our customers know that. 
This is on a Friday. We came to the office Monday morning and we had the sample area. There was strawberry juice leaking off of our off of our inspection tables down on the floor and there's still a stain on our floor from those strawberries and it turned that quick and so that's one of the ways we train our bird dogs this is what happens if you have bad strawberries and you leave them here over the weekend you got to clean truck, the floor the truck was probably like in oklahoma or something so it was a quick quick pivot hey guys we got trouble it's coming <laughs> code blue code blue code red <laughs> and, and juice we took pictures of that and we sent it to our customers and said here's what we're here's what we're dealing with right now and they minimize display right <laughs> but they were able monday morning to pivot and say uh-oh we need to make adjustments at retail we got to we got to make sure that we change things and whatever their strategy was they were able to adjust and 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 really we were able to guide them through those moments uh, sure. and, you know, was, did they have problems on arrival? Sure they did, but at least they knew what to expect. Right. Well, I think that's part of it, right? Again, it goes back to understanding the positivity of the cost of food, right? And, and it, it makes sense to me. Um, yeah. You guys are messing around a little bit in the veg space, don't mm -hmm. you, Freddie? Yeah. Yep. We've been yeah. uh, doing a little more specialized pack, uh, more premium packs, but we are dabbling, if you want to call it, in the veg space. And it's been... Right unique. It's, it's, it's a totally different beast. Um, it's fun. It's really, really fun to be all over that. Love it. Johnny, I'm going to throw one at you uh, real Bring quick. It. What's, what's some of the biggest misconceptions about pre-inspection services? You know, what's something I think maybe almost like, what do you want people to realize, you know, about what it is that you do? It, it's, um, it, it's interesting. We, 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 we often talk about uh, and question, you know, we're, we're always having internal discussions. What are we doing? How can we do it better? You know, start, stop, continue. What's working? What's not? And mm -hmm. one of the things that, that we, we, we talk about is, yes, we, we do pre-inspect that. And there's a lot of people in the industry that say, hey, yeah, we're going we're gonna to pre-inspect pre -inspect the product. And, and again, I'll harken back to the, the differentiation, I think, for RJO is we, we own that inspection process where we're just not looking at here's, 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 what, here's the grade of what it is today. Here's a, we like to say, hey, here's a score. Here's what we think. Here's the market conditions. And so I think I think a lot of people um, have the perception, preconcepts that a pre-inspection that a lot of ways, hey, it's, you know, it's a can of pasta. Here's the pasta you're getting today. It looks great. Okay, we're going to send it. It's going to be like that on arrival. Um, and that's not the case. Every every tree, every vine has a personality, and each one of those each one of those are different. And and uh, when you walk fields, you can see each one of those are different. And each one's going to perform differently. And they're not going to perform the same year over year. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of those things. And, you know, when you talk about a pre-inspection process, I think it, it, it's so siloed to here's what things, here's what things need to, to look like and here's what it's going to be. But I think, I think we offer so much more to that, to the breadth of well, that knowledge. Well, you know, and going back to what you guys said earlier, right, it, it's, it's inspection, bird dog, it's one through four, pass, fail, you know, whatever. And it's, and it's, you're right. I think that alone, that's that word silo is so perfect. I mean, I think alone that that's really a big, probably misconception that it isn't, that there's a lot more to it. And that process is evolved, um, you know, and I want to touch a little bit about data too, but Freddie, I'm going to throw the same question back to you because I'd like to get your opinion of it. Cause I know that you're now um, have, you guys have opened up an office on the East coast now for a while and you're spearheading that. Um, so, and I know you're seeing stuff differently now than what you did when you were out here in the West coast, cause you're dealing with a lot more boats. You're dealing with, you know, a whole different scenario now. So the same question back to you, what are the biggest misconceptions about pre-inspection services? It's almost like just because something's pre-inspected, people assume 
It's going to be good. Hey, it's got the stamp of approval, RJO, you're good. The old magic wand, the old, hey, you guys looked at it. What's wrong with it? So mm-hmm. back to pinning on what you were saying a little bit with the BDQs and the data and the market knowledge. I mean, you might have a time where the best fruit out there is a 67. You know, back to the, the BDQs, you know, I think we our benchmark for US1 is right around 60, 59, we've come to find. Um, so this, we use the Chilean season, perfect example. Uh, it was a mess. I mean, they had that rains down there and then they had the humidity and the grapes that came up here. It was a real problem. I mean, the fruit, I think we captured from a market data during towards the tail end of the deal, it was averaging around 57. So below US1. Um, right. But when we were telling our customers, hey, we're loading a 72. I mean, we would get fired any other year for loading that. However, based on market intel, making our knowledge, they knew and they were able to use us as a tool to adjust, to figure things out based on what our BDQs were saying. So really the fact that the, like I said, the magic wand, I think is the biggest misconception. Like, hey, just because something's pre-inspected doesn't mean it's it's perfect, but we want to make sure going back to what we've been saying, you know exactly what you're getting. Right, exactly. You know exactly where you're ending up. I want to touch a little bit about technology, but I want to tie it into this next question I have for you. So feel free to get a little more depth about your, you know, uh, the, the technology side of how you're collecting stuff. But you guys have got a tremendous knowledge base. This isn't, you know, this is not your first rodeo playing in this arena, right? You guys have been around a while. RJ has been around 30 years, 28 years. So that's pretty impressive. You know, that's a light. You start to become a legacy at that point. Um, so, what, you know, share with me a little bit, Johnny, if you would, just about that knowledge base, because I think it's I just think it's a really unique question. But I think it's it's very telling about 28 year history. Right. Right. And you touched on something a little bit with that technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I mentioned before, constantly evaluating our, our service offering. You know, what's our value proposition? And, and one of the things that came up is, you know, are, are, are we really a produce company? Are we, are we an insurance company? Are mm. we, uh, are we a, a technology company? Are we an information company? You know, and, and I think we're all that combined. I think there's uniqueness to that. Uh, and, and it's, it's when you combine all of those things, I think it allows us to have that, that base of knowledge. Um, and I think that that starts with being the, the eyes and ears in the field and the boots on the ground, going out in the field, asking the right questions, making sure when our, when our guys are out in the field uh, that they're asking the right questions and we're training, training our team to be out there, ask those questions, ask the important things, always ask why, you know, when our, when our bird dogs come back at the end of the day, the, you know, my question to them is, what'd you learn today? Right. It could be that I found a place on 99, the Jack in the Box, it was absolutely horrible, don't go there. Or it could be the Starbucks down in Delano has the best restroom if you have to stop. But they learned something today, <laughs> right? It's those well, things that, that just are inherent. Uh, well, the road, they're road warriors. Field road warriors, baby. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, which is really neat. So just to kind of chime, just to kind of follow up on that, and it's a question for either one of you, and I'm, I'm like, Fred, I'm, I'm not done with this question. I'm throwing this back to you too, this original one I threw at Johnny, but what is kind of the day in the life like for an inspector? Because I'm sure it's Red Bull, gas stations, and cold storages, right? 
So right. can you kind of give me, Freddie, throw it out there. What's I mean, you 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 beat the trenches. What's it like? Yeah, I mean, trenches you had are great. when you started, right? I did. Beautiful locks. Beautiful yeah. locks. But they're gone now. Um, yeah, day in the life of the bird dog, it, it's fun. Uh, um, you are a lot of driving. Uh, I went from a big pickup truck, felt good, to a Prius uh, really quickly. Oh, yeah. That, that couldn't have felt good. It, I laughed when I drove home from the dealership that day by myself. I just laughing. I pulled over and I said, I can't believe I did it. But did, did you go in the fast lane at 55 like most of them? I'm just asking for a friend. 65. No? Okay. 65. 65. That's cool. No problem. You could I'm draft. To... You could draft like, you know, the best of them, man. Slide right in. Hey, but I'll tell you, Prius profiling is a real thing. You can it's be a going thing, man. or 90 in the fast lane. And it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Prius profiling. Prius, Prius profiling. I'm going to have to learn that one and put that into the repertoire of things that I don't want to get in trouble for. Oh, man. Yeah, you got to be careful. Got to be careful. But um, yeah, a lot of road warriors, a lot of Red Bull. I always, you know, it was great growing up at RJO, 18, 19 years old. That fridge was stacked with energy drinks, all these things. Now I know why. Thanks, Johnny. Yeah. But yeah. man, <laughs> well, that was a tough, tough habit to kick there for a while. <laughs> but, but being somebody a part of your system, and I'm thinking about this just top of the head, you know, thinking about a young kid that's, that's coming out of school, you know, with some kind of an ag degree or wanting to get into the ag program, you want to talk about a crash course and getting smart fast, I would imagine working, summering with you guys, interning with you guys, you know, getting out in that environment has got to be an amazing life lesson. No doubt. No doubt. So what we really advertise our internships, if you're, you know, if we're advertising right now via Fresno State, Cal Poly, what may have you. Um, it's a really, you hit the nail on the head, a crash course into the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going, we're meeting with growers. You're meeting with cold storages. You're seeing truck drivers. Uh, you're listening to conversations from the retail side with the account managers. You're really seeing the industry uh, from multi, multifaceted levels, which is unique. I mean, I, I don't know of any other company that, again, that does what we do to the depths that we do it. Right. Um, so yeah, so so interns, they come out. Um, we've, we've had, we have interns that have interned with us for a few years and they go and they're working for a grower. They're working for a retailer. And we've had also interns come to us and now they're an accountant or they're a teacher because they're like, produce, not for me. Ran away. <laughs> they run away, man. <laughs> and they get out quick. <laughs> so I want to circle back around to you, Freddie, on this, this question I threw out about knowledge, right? And this wide base of knowledge. I know we've touched around and you know, we've kind of danced around it. You did a little bit of the mm -hmm. answer, we kind of, but I'd like to just get your perspective on it from somebody that's, you know, basically come up in the RGO system, yeah. you know, and your career and it advanced and to the point now where, you know, you're the top dog on that East coast and, and what's going on. I'm just curious, talk to me a little bit about the knowledge base. The knowledge is on the job training. Um, you're, you're going to get it. You, and Johnny hit the nail on the head. You got to be curious. Um, and then the unique thing with RJO is we just, we're a very respected company. We have that because we have value. So what we do essentially is we're going into cold storages representing, we'll give this customer, this business model. We're representing a retailer going into a cold storage, grading their fruit, telling them that, meh, it's good. Meh, it's okay. Or maybe moving things around. We are a pain. We're a, we're a chink in their supply chain. We slow their day down. We, we, we really just are, are a pain to them. So 
trying to see value for them for to see value in us is the key. Um, And so we're there, not just representing the retailer, we're there representing them saying, hey, you got a problem here. They might not know it. We're trying to avoid rejections Um, and forming those relationships on the ground with the grower, with the shipper. um, That's been the key to RJO and RJO's success. We can't do what we do if the grower doesn't appreciate us and doesn't see value in us. Um, and, you know, our, for our early business models, we ne- they weren't necessarily our target audience. We were retail focused. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we've actually seen a shift, a transition where growers are coming to us asking for our opinion. And I think that speaks bounds to what RJO is and what RJO stands for. And Todd, oh, for I think, sure. I think another, another important thing and a great example yesterday, we're out looking at, at some, uh, some soft fruit, some peaches and, and uh, our bird dog called up and said, I, you know, I'm starting to see some early decay. And so what we did is we went ahead and, and worked with that grower to say, hey, we're seeing some issues in this lot. You, you, you know, your team needs to take a look at that. And they were so thankful that our bird dog caught that problem because they don't, they can't afford any problems. You know, back to the, as you're talking, Todd, about the, the, the food supply and what's happening and, and putting the cost into the supply, they can't afford problems. You know, it right. doesn't help their brand. Rejections are expensive. It's not good for anybody. That's a great, great situation where they found value in what we're doing. And, and we talk about experience, another thing that I think is really important that, that we hit home with. And, uh, you know, we have uh, uh, our vice president of retail, uh, who's been Scott Zyre, who's been with us for you know, almost 20 years. He just drives home all the time what's happening at retail. And so we drive that back to our bird dogs all the time. What is working at retail? And so we bring that retail experience to the field for them. Let our bird dogs know, hey, here's the strategy for this customer. They may want peaches that at you know, four to six pounds on this end, or, hey, they may, you know, some customers may like a grape that has some amber to it. Some want them, you know, green as an Irish shamrock. And it, knowing that is, it makes such a big deal that that retail experience for a bird dog. So combining that retail experience with the field sure. experience gives them that breadth of, of, of knowledge. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And J.O., back to what you were saying, and Todd, one of your early questions, what makes RJO different? We t- try and we teach retail IQ. We try to oh, teach w- with our bird dogs, just retail lingo, retail speak. What's this going to do at retail? Hey, if they move the retail to $3.99 on these grapes, are, are these grapes going to last? So Johnny, great. Thank you for spurring that. But yeah, Scotty, he has taught us so much about just retail IQ. And so trying to teach our bird dogs and ourselves just to speak that lingo and follow it all the way through. So I love that. You, well, you, and you make a great point, Johnny. And I think, and, and Freddie, you too. I mean, there's value in this from the grower side because to your point, they want to know, they can't know everything. They, they try to know everything. It's hard, but they want to know. And they want to know, I think, how they benchmark because for them, it's an opportunity to say, the market's 10. I don't need to be eight, right? I, I can I can drive positivity back into what I'm doing. It, it, it's, 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 I think it's very important if we want to, have growers survive and we're going to figure out how we're going to feed all these other billions of people that are coming, right? <laughs> They're not, not coming. The boat is not turning around. They are coming eventually. Right. And so I think it's really important that we continue elevating. I love it. I, I think it's, I think it's very commendable. And I love, I love the, the mindset that you bring into this. Freddie, I'm going to throw you a question about real-time inspection. And I'd like for you to touch on a little bit about the data side of what you guys are doing and getting into that a little bit. Okay. Um, because I think it's fascinating and I think it's well worth listening to. Yeah, so the BDQ system that we do is an actual app base. 
Um, bird dogs are scoring fruit uh, in real time. They're out there in the field, in the cooler. So as long as they have connectivity, they can upload inspections. So the inspections are uploaded into our portal. Our portal is where our customers log in daily. They can see their daily scores for what mm -hmm. they've loaded, but they also can see market snapshots. Uh, that's where we try to capture the minimums, the maximums of the, or the market, as well as the average of what's going on. Um, also, just again, back to what we are, we're just a tool. I mean, we're not out there telling anybody to buy from XYZ. You're not a tool, Fred. You are a tool, tool Fred. You I'm are a, a tool. I will, I will gladly wear it, man. I'm a big old tool bag. But the, the portal is just the ultimate tool for a buyer at retail sitting there just to try to make daily decisions. And like you said, real time. So um, our bird dogs are out there in the field. Perfect example this morning, uh, looking at fruit. And there was a question. He had a question on something that looked a little different and sent it up, uploaded it, boom, and we walked him right through it. Um, and then it might even have to go even a step further where we could send it to our customer, you know, and they're half a country away. Hey, what do you think of this? This is what we got loading today. Are you good with this? Yeah, I'm fine. Or no, we need to find something else. So just that quick real-time info is exactly what we need. Well, ag technology is such a interesting subject. I'm such a fan oh, of it because I believe that, you know, I, I wrote this today in something I was working on, you know, somebody somewhere in some garage is, is working on an idea that's going to change the world of agriculture. And, yeah. um, you know, to see you guys using, you know, and it's kind of interesting because your system's kind of old school, new school, which I think is great. You kind of married the two together, which I think is fantastic because you look at some of these tech companies and I don't necessarily know they have the nest, you know, the boots and some of the things that you guys are doing on the ground to add to the, to the data part of it, which is very uh, cool. Hey, Todd, uh, yeah. what, I like to, what I like to off just reinforce with our team all the time is that we follow old school rules with new school tools. <laughs> nice. I'm going to put that on a nice. t-shirt. Do it. I like that. Print it. I like that. <laughs> so I, coming back around, Freddie, a little bit to what you said, and Johnny, um, throw this at you too. Um, back to what I started with about uplifting, right? Uplifting the market, uplifting brands, uplifting uh, positive costs. So can you share a little bit about how you are uplifting the market in the sense, you know, and ultimately how the brands you inspect are seeing that as a, as a positive move? I and mean, we touched on a little bit. I'd like to get a little bit deeper about it. Johnny, I'll open the question up with you first. Yeah, th thanks. And I think uh, our industry traditionally, uh, we have the, the tendency to get siloed into what we're doing. Uh, and I think right. that, that's gotten, um, um, it's really become a bigger issue with technology. And the, a, lot of, a lot of our customers, they, they, get, they get so focused on their day-to-day -day task and what they need to do. And they have a tremendous amount of responsibilities that we don't even know about. And, they, they, and they're worried about stores and shorts and, 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 and you know, you might have a buyer that's, that's dealing with 50 different commodities. And so the, the propensity is to make sure you're taking care of business and you get siloed. So what we try to do is break that silo down and share with them, hey, here's, here's how these brands are doing. Here's the effort that's going into, into what they're doing to produce this box. This is something you need to be looking at and you need to be aware of this because this is going to show up in the marketplace and you want to be one that invests in that grower and have this in your stores and promote that. You want to be that grower, that, that, that retailer that is going after these growers and saying, this is something that I think would work great for our consumers. Right. And, and, and you know, uh, we are independent third party. So we've got to be careful with promoting brands. We're just sharing the information, what we're seeing. 
Interesting perspective. I like that. Uh, that's a great perspective. Freddie, I'll, same question to you, just to get your yeah. two cents. Absolutely, Johnny. It's like you hit the nail on the head. We're a third party. So really, we let the information speak for itself. Um, I said it a bunch today already, but it's finding the right box for the right customer. So J.O. hit the, the retail side, but from the grower side, it's really identifying your product and where it needs to go or where it should go. Um, right. This this in the long run, I hopefully, uh, you know, gets rid of rejections, minimizes waste, minimizes, you know, headaches and all that stuff. But it's again, it's just information flow, right information, real time information. So your team can make the right decisions. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. I want to shift gears a little bit and ask some other questions, get away from uh, get away from produce a little bit, at least about this part. Um, Johnny, tell me a little bit about, um, I know something you're really proud of and that you're really involved with. Tell us a little bit about the Fresno State Ag One Foundation. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. Um, I'm a graduate of Fresno State. and Go uh, dogs. Go, there's, there's dog in the house. Oh, oh. Three of them, actually. Uh, that's a lo- little overkill, but we got it. <laughs> Never overkill Fresno State, baby. No, absolutely. Um, at, so Fresno State, I think, is, is a very unique university in that they have an on-campus farm. And what they do is they allow the students to uh, get hands-on um, learning with the farm products. If it's, if it's grapes, if it's blueberries, if it's cattle, if it's swine, um, if, it's, if it's growing hay, the students are the farmers and they're learning how to farm. And then they can take product from that farm and take it to uh, the, the farm store on campus that the students run. And so they're learning how to grow it. They're learning how to market it. They're learning how to sell it. Uh, shout out, Fresno State Corn uh, is now available. Ooh. World renowned, it's fantastic. Uh, but the neat thing about that is it's, it's an on-campus farm and it's, it's, the students are the ones running it. And right. so it, 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 it's a, it, incredible. And so back to Ag One, Ag One is an arm that it was, uh, uh, it's designed to support the students and the programs at Fresno State. And so when, when, we, when uh, Rob and I first started our jail back in 1993, we hired the uh, uh, inspectors through Fresno State. We get the internships, pardon me, the bird dogs. Through, uh, uh, through Fresno State, they do the internship. And it was a wonderful experience. And, and we have a great working relationship with Fresno State. And what Ag One does is support those students. And it's just, a, it's a wonderful thing because you're, you're getting that hands-on experience. And Ag One is, is uh, the foundation that really gives back to those students to allow them to, uh, to, to strive in that environment and give them ex- the experience. So when they go out in the real world, they've got that, they're ready to go. That's fantastic. And I would certainly encourage um, everybody to check it out online. And uh, anytime we can inspire young people to make the world a better place, I don't know why people don't get behind it. So fantastic. Commendable, Johnny. I love that. Yeah. It it flows over to, uh, you know, and I I know we don't want to go to produce, but I'm going to because. Oh, I don't care. (laughs) One of the things that that was so important to Rob and I, both being uh, alumni from Fresno State, was that we wanted to get back to university. We wanted to make sure we're giving the students an opportunity to learn about what's happening in the real world. And by the same token, we want to bring talent into the industry. This industry is, is dynamic and wonderful, and we want to be able to bring talent into this industry. And it's been so rewarding. Fred mentioned it earlier. 
we've had so many people come through and we'll see them at a PMA convention and they'll talk about how their, their, their foundation at RJO was one of the critical successes uh, to their career. Just learning that, 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 that basic, some of those basic things and they became passionate about it. And then, then you know, we'll see them and then they'll come over and, and they'll give us a big hug and say, man, that was just a, one of the best things I learned so much. And for us, that's just, it, it, uh, it, it's one of those feathers in our cap. You know, we have a bird dog hall of fame for all the people that come, you know, that have been through the, uh, through the doors. It's, uh, it's, it's a really cool thing. Well, it's certainly, it's always good to give back, but it's certainly affirming when people come up and thank you for being an impact in their lives, especially at a young age. And then you can watch that trajectory. And I mean, I know some of the people you know, that are now doing other things. Like, you know, there's guys in a buyer role, some of these other things. And I know that, that I always say that you can't climb to the top until you start on the very first rung of the ladder. You can't skip any steps, right? Because the top never, never is really stable. So it's, I think it's great that you give your time and energy and effort like that. And again, I, I hope people will check it out and uh, consider, consider participating, joining, or starting something along the same lines to empower youth, because that's super, super important. Freddie, give me a, Give me a quote that you like, that you learned about, that you put into practice. Well, I do weekly quotes, but one quote that you look like, always, you know, did you look I'm like a weekly a, quote a philosoph- You know, you look like Big a philosophizer. Big time. You know, Monday morning, weekly quote, you got to get something on. Let's go. But um, there's a quote that just, it's always resonates with me. Just it's uh, nature takes its time, yet all things are accomplished. And so that is a quote that just sticks with me. It's because probably because it's in the RJO bathroom um, and it's just hanging out there. So shout out to the RJO West coast bathroom, but <laughs> I got nothing. It's hanging there, man. You got it. And you got to sit there and you got it. You got to think about it. You know? I, I got nothing. I, uh, <laughs> I got nothing. You've stopped, you've stopped the commissioner on this one. I, I could go down a dark rabbit hole. And it's say a great, you know, I, 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 I'm just I applaud not. Johnny. I applaud Johnny putting inspirational quotes in the bathroom. Get you through it. You kind of, and I love it. Reflecting <laughs> time. You stay Johnny, off the phone. I'm, Johnny, I'm not going to ask you the same question. Strictly out of fear, strictly out of fear. <laughs> I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to move on. I'm probably not going to ask that question again of any other guests. I think I might just table it at this point. I'll um, take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Johnny, tell me something and, and tell me a little something that, that you're really, really proud of that, you know, that you've done career wise or otherwise that just to inspire some people and give some, give some encouragement today. Yeah. And, and I, I think obviously um, having the opportunity to uh, start, start RJO, you know, back in 1993 with my brother, Rob, a small family business, you know, it was the two of us, we started working out of his living room. Um, you know, we had some customers that said, we, we need you, we need, we see value in what you're doing and, and to, to be able to build upon that and, and to be able to, uh, you know, have a, have a strong company and to have grown the way we have, um, uh, it's just, it's, it's something we're extremely proud of, but I, I think we're even more proud of the people, the people that have come through the doors, um, that we've been able to have a positive impact in their life. Um, and, and when they come through the doors, sure, we're here to work. You know, we got to take care of business. Sure. But also more important that we need to know who they are. We need to support them outside, outside of what's happened. We need to lift them up. We need to put them in a position to succeed. And, and we really, you know, Rob and I are real, real proponents that, hey, if, 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 they're, if what's happened outside of the office, if they bring that into the office, that's, that's not going to be healthy for them. And so we've always, we've always tried to create a culture where, yeah, we got to take care of business. There's no doubt about it. By the same token, we got to take care of our people and make sure that our people 
uh, come first. And, and I sure. think, uh, you know, that, that's just been something that we've been so proud of. Well, I say it all the time. People before POs makes a very healthy business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Without a doubt. All right, Freddie, tell us something about you that nobody knows. Ooh. Uh, yeah. And, no, and no. if you bring up another quote, I literally will press the end button. No, on this call. I'm done with the quotes. I'm done with the quotes. Okay. Well, <laughs> can I, can I say, can I, can I answer that for you, Todd? Absol absolutely. Okay. So here we are. I, it's been damn near 20 years when Fred comes walking through the door and we interview him and bird dog. Hey, great. This is one. And he had the, he had the locks. I mean, he was flown. He looked like a surfer guy. He had it going on. And, uh, and we're, you know, we're, we're interviewing. It's like, hey, I'm in. This sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. This is great. And so we got training him. And so we're training him look at product. And he's sitting there and he's like, okay, I got this. I got that. Okay, great. And so, I don't know. He's, he's bird dog. He's learning. He's asking the right questions. He's doing a great job. At the end of the summer, he comes to the office and we're looking at something. He goes, oh, you guys didn't know I was colorblind? <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. Red Valentino. It is fun. Guilty. Guilty. I love Ran it. it all the way through, man. Did Fred, the whole new Dallas deal. They didn't even know. You but. can't, Fred. I don't know. The question's off the table now, Fred. I don't think you can top that one. Nope. I don't think it's good. You know, I got, I got to tell you, I, I, I got one that, that uh, I talked to somebody with this exact same question. They told a story about almost dying in an avalanche. And I'm going to say, Freddie, you are moving up very closely to throning that one right now. That's the number one story for that question. <laughs> a great bird dog resume. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I love it. All right, boys, let's have some fun. We're going to play a little TLC trivia right now. You guys ready? We're playing for big cash and prizes. Yes. We're not. Um, and of course, people at home, call the operators. Uh, you're playing for cash. No, you're not playing for anything either, so don't worry about it. All right, here we go, boys. You ready? Fire off your answers. White Castle at noon or at midnight? Noon. I like White Castle, man. Midnight. I'll eat it, I'll eat it today, right now. I'm going midnight. right now. Midnight. Well midnight. said. All right. What's your karaoke skills between one and ten? Two. A two. Bohemian, two Bohemian Rhapsody, not bad, but I, I got nothing, man. This voice, this voice is terrible. I'll back up, dance though. <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> unless you go to a one, you now have a group. You guys are the next man. You got a crew, Jo. The, the, pro, the pro, I was gonna say I was gonna say five, but I know Freddie's better than me. <laughs> no goodness, no, 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 no. There is no voice. There is no voice here. <laughs> Dog or cat? Go ahead. If it was, if it was a lip syncing competition, oh, I own that. Fred's a ten. Oh, I, I own that. Ten, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. So, so, bo so, bottom line, wherever you decide to karaoke, we move on someplace else with the rest yes. of the group. Yes. Fair enough. Going. We keep going. Fair enough. Going. All right. Dog or a cat? Dog. Dog. That's the only right answer. Um, have you, have you, have you ever forgot your anniversary or your wife's birthday? Yes. I didn't forget. I just didn't what? say it's happy a yes birthday. Or no question. You can't. You're waffling. No, I didn't say happy birthday. Like in the beginning, like I remembered. I got our card and stuff, but like I just kind of like All right. about the day. It's like, oops. Johnny. Nope. Good man. Good answer. Too. Well, you're on, you're being recorded. Why would you not answer? You know, why wouldn't you lie? <laughs> All right, here's one rapid fire. Here not, we go. Not, <laughs> it's because she's Portuguese. She won't let me. Nice. <laughs> All right. Name all seven dwarfs. Go. Sleepy, Dopey, 
bashful, dark, sneezy, sneezy, shameful, Weezy. shameful, <laughs> shameful. We'll stop there. So <laughs> when I was researching, because I thought the question was kind of unique, who's going to know it, right? I actually had to go look up what seven were, but then I got in down this little rabbit hole about the names that, that Disney was considering and they Shameful. didn't use. And I kid Shameful. you not, these are legit, of course. Well, according to the internet, so of course they're legit. But so here's the rejected names. And I kid you not, as I was writing, as I was looking at these, I actually started writing some of these down. This literally is as if the produce business turned into a dwarf. Listen to these names. <laughs> Awful, Baldy, Big O Ego, hey. Biggie Wiggy. Oh, sorry. Blabby, <laughs> Chesty, Goopy, Chesty. Hickey, Hickey. Jaunty. Who the hell wants to be called Jaunty? Scrappy, snappy, strutty, strutty. Make sure you strutty. understood. I said strutty. Weepy and woeful. Well, Todd, if you think about the origins of the names and the book that it came from, you might you might know why some of those names were up there because uh, it's not necessarily a child's book if you think about it. You're right. It's really it's really not. But the produce correlation, I couldn't leave off the table. I thought it was too classic. <laughs> All right, I, I got, Johnny, I got one final question for our time today, and I'll throw this one at you. If there was one thing that you wanted people to know about RGO Produce, what would it be? Great question. Um, I try. We are, we, are, we are a dynamic organization with a dynamic team. I think, uh, I think what makes us, again, is our people and our skills and our experience and, and our breadth of knowledge. And, and that's, that's, that's what I think. I think that the talent that we have cultivated is second to none. I love it. That is a great answer and a great place for us to stop. Um, guys, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to hang out with me and have some fun, but more importantly, thank you for uplifting our business. Um, there's just not enough of it going on. And I plan on beating that drum as much as I can, because I think it has a tremendous amount of value to the health of our uh, of our of our planet, the health of the people, the health you know, the health of the retail sector, the health of the growing sector. I just think it's super super important. So from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you both for uh, taking time out of your busy day. Fred's not, but whatever, um, and hanging out a little bit and sharing uh, what RJO is all about. So hey, Todd, we, thank we appreciate the opportunity to be here, and, and we thank you so much for for what you're doing for the industry. You've you've always been an industry stalwart, and and uh, you've got you've got something here. You've got the vision and the passion. And, and again, you're leading the industry. And I think it's a message that needs to be heard. And thank you, my, thank you, my brother. Thank you for I appreciate that. I really do. I, I really love doing this. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to uh, causing more trouble and having more laughs with everybody. So thank you guys very much for, for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. Look forward. We're looking forward to next time. All righty. Right on, Todd. Thanks, man. Well, thank you very much for listening and, and hanging out with us a little bit. I told you I was jacked up like a spider monkey on Mountain Dew for these guys. I love what they're doing. I love what they're about. I love their culture. They're just generally really, really great guys doing some super cool stuff for the industry. So thank you again for watching. Don't forget the uh, video version of this will be available on our YouTube channel as well as TLC.organic. Uh, audio version is going to be on all the podcast channels, Spotify, uh, Google, Apple, etc. Uh, we have our social media site, TLC underscore Todd Versations. That's where all the young people, the cool kids are hanging out. Go check us out. Like us. Give us a good review. If you're interested in coming on board and sharing your story, jump on the website, send us a note, tell us what you want to do, and let's do it. We're happy to have you. We want to inspire and uplift people. So again, we thank you very much for being here. Uh, have a great rest of your day, and thanks for giving us your time. And remember, go inspire somebody today. It's really, really important.
Thanks a lot. Be good.